Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're in the book of Revelation. Again, as I said last time, we're not seeking to do a real in-depth study we're basically just reading right now through chapters 9, 10, and a portion of 11 uh, to see what the Lord was saying in some answers to Matthew 24 and 25, okay? What we saw the last time together is that we have a little interlude here in, in Revelation 10, quite similar to what we had in Revelation 7. Revelation 6, you have six seals being broken. Then Revelation 7, you have some things happening. And then Revelation 8, you have the seventh seal broken. Well, then you have six trumpets coming out of that seventh seal, so the six trumpets are blown, and then in Revelation 10, there's some things that are happening. And we saw last time that a strong angel comes down, and uh, John is watching what this angel is doing and starts to write down the response of thunder that responded to the angel, and John was told not to do that. And then the angel declared something. The angel declared this, that in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, uh, when he's about to sound, uh, then the mystery of God is finished. And it's the mystery of God that was preached to his servants, to God's servants, the prophets. Again, that's very, very important. That in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he's about to sound, and that about to sound is the, the way that the trumpets were described. So the sixth trumpet sounded, okay? So we know that it's speaking of the seventh trumpet. So that is proclaimed, John hears it. Verse 8 says this, Then the voice which I heard from heaven, I heard again. So I, I, I assume this is the voice that told him, don't write down uh, what the thunder is saying. He hears it again, speaking with me and saying, go take the book, which is open in the hand of the angel who stands on the sea and on the land. And if you remember at the beginning of the chapter, this strong angel comes down and he had one foot, I think the right foot on the sea and the left foot, on the land, okay? And he had uh, uh, a rainbow about his head. He was clothed with a cloud. His face was like the sun. His feet were like pillars of fire. And if you've uh, studied anything in Revelation 1 or in Daniel, uh, you've you probably got some strong hints as to who that is, okay? Uh, and he has a little book in his hand, and the book is open. Hmm. We Okay, <laughs> we've been looking at a book, right? Uh, the book is open. Well, now... The voice is telling John, go, take the book, which is open, the book that's in the hand of that angel that you see over there. Verse 9. So John says this, I went to the angel, telling him to give me the little book. <laughs> that's, You know, I've, I've read this and read this through the years, and I've just been sort of struck recently at, um, I don't want to say the humor, but the boldness, uh, the angel tells John to do something. Well, the voice does. The voice tells John to do something. John goes, okay. So he goes to the angel telling him to give me the little book. You know, it's quite bold here. And he said to me, so the angel says to John, take it, the book, and eat it. It will make your stomach bitter, but in your mouth it will be as sweet as honey. So he's saying, eat this book right here. And you see this several times in, in, in the Word of God where the actual Word of the Lord is given to somebody in this way, 
and they take the word of the Lord in and they're able to speak it out. So as sweet as it goes in, but it's going to be a tough word. It's going to be a bitter word. Verse 10, I took the little book out of the angel's hands and ate it. And in my mouth, it was sweet as honey. And when I'd eaten it, my stomach was bitter. Okay, it's exactly as the voice and as the angel has said that it would be. And they said to me, well, that's interesting. Verse 11 is the last verse of chapter 10. And they said to me, now it becomes plural. You know, who, is it the voice saying it? Is it the couple of angels that he's seen? Uh, is all of them together? But here's what they said. They said to me, you must prophesy again concerning many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. So John is learning right here that he's having this vision. He's having this encounter. And he's taking this word in. Okay? He's taking this word in. And now they're telling him, you must go out and you must proclaim this word. Now, it just keeps flowing. Revelation chapter 11, verse 1 says this. And we're just going to read the first couple of verses and we'll come back next time and look at it a little closer. Verse 1. Then well, when was the then? Then, in light of what he was just doing, what he was encountering, he took the word in. Then he just learned that he's going to go and continue prophesying. Then there was given me a measuring rod, like a staff. And someone said, get up and measure the temple of God and the altar and those who worship in it. So this time someone says he's not sure who it is. He, don't know, he doesn't know. Well, generally speaking, if the voice had said it, he knew it was the voice. If it was some of these other angels, he knew it because he'd had encounters with them. Now it's just someone saying, get up and go measure the temple of God. Leave out the court, which is outside the temple, and do not measure it. For it has been given to the nations, and they will tread underfoot the holy city for 42 months. 42 months. Another time element, which I believe is a literal time. What he's saying is, I want you to get up and I want you to take this rod right here and I want you to measure the temple of God and the altar and measure those who worship in it. The idea being how many people are here. But leave the court, which is outside the temple. They had the outer court out there. They had a, a, a Gentile area outside there. Don't measure it because that's given to the nations, the non-Jewish people. What are they going to do with it? They're going to tread underfoot the holy city. For 42 months. You see time and elements and all the stuff related to the coming again of the Lord Jesus Christ. And many of them speak to the same time. 42 months is 1,260 days. 42 months is time, times, and half a time. That's how it's described in Daniel. And the times is a year. In other words, three and a half years. So you have time, times, half a time. You have three and a half years. You have 1,260 days. You have 42 months. All of that, and I think I can say this safely, but I want to leave myself a little wiggle room. <laughs> All of that relates to the last half of the 70th week of Daniel. Remember how we talked about that out of Daniel 9? That the Lord says that there's one period of time that's yet been reserved, one seven-year period. That's the time that quite often people say, oh, that's the tribulation period. That is a misnomer. It's totally not true. The Great Tribulation takes place within that time frame, but the Great Tribulation is not the entirety of that time frame, the entire seven years, and it's definitely not called the Tribulation period. Just mislabeling things like that brings so much confusion into the body of Christ. So what we're seeing right here 
is that the holy city, Jerusalem itself, will be under the foot of these nations for 42 months. This actually gives us some insight as to what's going to be happening. And let me just tell you in the final minute we have together what I think is going to occur. In that 70th week of Daniel, that seven-year time period, at the beginning of the man of lawlessness is either going to sign or confirm a peace treaty, and all the world is going to be saying, yabba dabba do. finally we've got peace, but nothing can be further from the truth. Halfway through that seven-year time period, three and a half years, the man of lawlessness, the Antichrist, will literally go in and stop the sacrifices of the Jews, which means they will be sacrificing again, will plant himself, I believe, in the Holy of Holy of the Temple or the Mosaic Tabernacle and declare himself to be God. At that time, he will start attacking Jerusalem, the Jewish people, Israel, and the church. He will do so, the Jewish people, for 42 months. It is going to be so, so bad that even the elect might be deceived except for the fact that the Lord will cut those days short. What he means by that, and we saw that in Jesus said that Matthew 24, that Jesus will come and take the church away, will rapture the church. But the Jews who don't believe will still be left behind and will still bear the brunt of the man of lawlessness for 42 months. We as the body of Christ will get out at least no, we will be there no longer than 37 months because of what we learned with the scorpions in their five months, okay? These timing things are really important in understanding what's going on. Tell you what, my time is up. And so I'll see you again next time. We'll continue, okay? Bye-bye.